Young Thomas? Michael! Look at you, all chipper today. What is it, pal? What is it? I slept good last night. You know, a man gets a good night's sleep and life is good. Then I'm guessing, from what you're telling me, you have a big smile on your face today. I do. (laughs) And did you know that according to researchers at the University of Tennessee, who analyzed data for 50 long years, that smiling really does make you happier? It does? The study found expressing happiness influences the brain to generate positive feelings. They warn, though, the results of this study suggest facial expressions have a small impact on feelings, and we don't think people can smile their way to happiness. They also found out that scowling makes people feel angrier and that frowning makes them feel sadder. And, you know, some people have the ability to bring out all those emotions in others, like you, for instance. (laughs) Or you, for instance. Uh, Congratulations. I guess that means we're well-rounded human beings, homo sapiens. You know, smiling's great until you get to about 30. Then you look in the mirror and see all those wrinkles on your face. You're not smiling so much, are you? I'm 18, and I like it. Lines form on my face and my hands. What did that wise man once say? Smile, and the world smiles with you. Frown, and you're frown alone. And what was it that great pop song said? A smile is just a frown turned upside down. Beware of the pat on the back. It just might hold you back. And who said this? It's hard to smile with an empty head. Dumb fuses? Yes, that's it. Dumb fuses? Yes. Really? It was dumb fuses? That's right. His younger brother. there, didn't I? Not many people know about him, do they? (laughs) Did I just guess your joke? Did I just ruin your punchline? Do you know if you smile with dimples, you're extra cute? Isn't that something? Yeah, especially me, right? What do you think? This is why we're on the radio. It's a darn good thing, too. If you start the day with a big grin... In the, at yourself in the bathroom while you're brushing your teeth, your day will get off to a good start. Try that. And if you see people smiling at you for no reason, run, because they're mental patients. <laughs> okay. Right? Good advice. Those good old boys from Tennessee, they know what, how to do some research, don't they? They did. You know, this is funny. My mother was a wacky, wacky woman. She raised two kids, did a good job, I'm not saying. But one time, not one time, a lot of times, I'd come in her bedroom at night, and she would have scotch tape on her forehead. Can what? you guess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you guess what she was doing? Mm. We were talking about wrinkles. Oh, she was trying to correct. Yeah. This is before Botox, obviously. Right. Uh, yes. This was. This and was... she was just slightly vain, kind of like her son. <laughs> she would put scotch tape on her forehead. I don't know. I'm sure it didn't do a damn thing, but if it made her feel better, I guess. Uh, and what did she do after that? She moved into preparation H. <laughs> <laughs> that does work for puffy eyes. If you have circles under your eyes, if you put some preparation H under each eyelid, those puffs are gone. It's the truth. I've done that. Oh, really? Yep. How about a little uh, eyeliner for the buttocks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if the one application could work in the other direction, how about that particular application working in that particular? No? Okay. No. Never mind. All so right. anyway, if you want to have a nice day, smile, it'll generate something, right? Yeah. Hopefully okay. something that pays the bills. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike our what? Daily podcast. That ain't paying any bills. That's for sure. No, Do you, you know how many podcasts are out there? Millions, but you know what? Yeah, but there's only one that, you know, is Tom and Mike and is super fun. It might make you laugh silly. And, you know, you're talking about smiling and being happy. Right. You know, that's our whole purpose here. 
Right. And if you listen to the podcast, you like what you hear, then you might turn on the radio station and uh, like the whole show, right? Or the other way around. You never know. Hey. What's the address, Mike? What's this world coming to.com? Tom and Mike. You've had your first cup of Java today, haven't you? Actually, I'm having it right now. Well, oh, it's so good. So you're going to love this story. And Newsweek had an article, leading experts on coffee found out that how to make the perfect cup of coffee. So everybody listening, play close attention. First, <sighs> first of all, you have to have the ideal water temperature. It's between 202 and 208. I don't know how they think the average person's going to figure that out unless they have a thermometer. But anyway. Actually, I think that's a little warm, but okay. The equipment you use and the size of your grounds can also affect the taste. Uh-huh. If the water is too cool, the natural acids in coffee won't be released. And if it's too hot, it'll be bitter and taste burnt. Best to have room temperature water. Is that what they're saying? Well, no. It said the ideal water temperature should be 202 to 208 Well, that's after it's warmed up in the machine. I'm saying when it's going in. Yes. Okay. Distilled water should not be used as the minerals needed to extract flavor from the coffee has been removed. And your choice of filters can also affect the taste. Paper filters can remove natural oils from coffee, resulting in cleaner and more complex flavor, whereas a permanent filter is a fuller bodied flavor. You know, my wife has an automatic coffee maker. I brew it for every morning. <laughs> right on time, every time. Do you ever try this if you're in a rush? You pop in a couple of coffee beans and just sip some water. You ever do that? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't work. It's not bad, but <laughs> you're right. It doesn't work. It's not the same. I know what you do. You're probably like a lot of people. You take your coffee black? I used to, but then I started having trouble with the acid. So I kind of water it down with some half and half. That's my drink. No sugar, just a little half and half, right? And by the way, what does that say about your personality, the type of coffee that you drink? You know, whether it's, you know, cream and sugar, two creams, you know, black, whatever. I might have have to do a Google search on that. Yeah. It's got to be something that says something about, you know, your personality traits, I would think. I can just see people getting in that first cup of coffee, sitting at that chair, looking over at that black cup of coffee and say, hello, darkness, my old friend. Coffee becomes Monday because Monday happens every day, right? Every day is a Monday morning when that alarm clock goes off. And by the way, how many people still have an alarm clock? Do you? No. It's that rooster in the back, right? The only time I've ever used an alarm clock, and I've never even had to use it, is when we're traveling and you have to get up to catch a flight or something. But I'm always so... And you never sleep good the night before. No, but I'm always up at the crack of dawn. And does Claire know about dawn? (laughs) Yes, she does. (laughs) Oh, you're so bad. Tom and Mike. Now, here, I'm going to put you to test on this. Do you know that half of people in the United States, we have now 330 million Americans. Finally, there's enough Americans for every Starbucks. Did you know that? That's good to know. Yes. But half of all of those 330 million live in just nine states. Do you think you could come up with what those nine states are? Half of the country lives in just nine states. I'm going to say New York. Yep, that's one. Ohio. Two. Michigan. Three. Illinois. Four. California. Five. I got to come back, right? No. <laughs> Texas. Yes. Six. You're I'm, missing si- one. I'm six for six. I'm doing good here, right? You're missing one. It's not. Come on. How could you miss this one? Oh, come on. Don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> Florida. Yeah, Florida, but that's only, uh, there's seven. I, you've, you've, you're still missing one. Oh, wait, no. You're missing you, two. You said nine. Nine, you're missing, you're, you're still so missing. You're so confused. You're still missing you're two. You're killing you got, me here. You got all but two. Florida is in it. 
All right. Okay. Georgia. Yep. That's eight. Pennsylvania. There you go, buddy. Bing, bing, bing. And Alaska is our largest state by density and yet the fewest people. Yeah, a lot of density up there. <laughs> have you looked at that Palin family? Oh yes, I have. It looks like that evolution chart. You know, our population rate is actually dropping. It's the lowest since 1937. No. Yep. Births are declining and deaths are going up. Our births are going down? Yep, and deaths are going up. They've been passing this uh, heartbeat bill all over the place. I know. Well, especially... And, and you would think the birth rate would be going up. Yeah. Oh, well. You know, China still has the largest population in the world. Not because of their, their extra horny or whatever. It's because their condoms are made in China. They're not extra horny. They're extra <laughs> holy. That's right, pal. Imperfections. Yep. So they don't do good condoms. Yep. That was a joke, right? <laughs> Thank you. Native Americans... <laughs> Thanks for explaining that to me. Native Americans have a name for the 325 million Americans who aren't Native American. You know what they call them? Mm -mm. Intruder Americans. Intruder Americans? Yeah, baby. What does that mean? That we intruded on their country. That was a joke, too. Well, I don't know. That little one. That little one. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny. You know, we have 5% of the world's population in America and 22% of the world's prisoner population. USA! USA! We got to boast about something. Yes, we do. You know, somebody asked me the other day, and we're not going to talk politics, but somebody asked me, because they were on the other side of the aisle, so to speak. Right. And they asked me, just say one good thing about our president. And I started thinking, okay, I'm not necessarily going to talk about his family like, you know. Hillary did. Cricket Hillary did, right? Yeah. No. No, because we've gotten to know them a little bit, and I can't honestly say that either. Here's my good thing. If you're looking to make it in life, right? Mm -hmm. If your personal gift rhymes with the word gift. If your what? If your personal gift rhymes with the word gift, then that would be a good thing for you because you would be able to, you know, get people to believe you and you'd be able to do things and get money from them and that kind of thing. It rhymes with gift. Lift. No. Our president is not a Lyft driver. All right. Okay, so you're totally stumped. Yeah. This is so easy. Swift. No. Grift. Oh, a grifter. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's his personal gift. The grift. Anyway. I'd say his personal gift. We're not going to talk politics. All right. We he don't want to talk politics, you know. Everybody just is so angry now. You can't get in a word edgewise, and you're not going to convince anybody otherwise. Yep. So. Yep. That's just the way it goes. All right. Tom and Mike. The Florida Highway Patrol responded to a call the other day that three naked women were at the interstate rest stop. They were outside, totally nude, putting suntan lotion out on the side there, buddy. What do you think? This is the nudist rest stop. They told state troopers later that they were air drying after showering. Who knew rest stops in Florida had showers? Did you know that? <laughs> no. I don't think they do. I would not want to go in one of those. But things got a little bit out of hand because when the police came, they tried to run and ended up being in a whole big thing. They crashed into the state trooper's car. They were arrested. They had to be uh, maced. Pepper sprayed, I mean. It's like a Benny Hill soundtrack in the background. Nude mm -hmm. women, cops. Do you know that, that state trooper, when they took the call, got there in the quickest response time ever when he heard there were three nude women sunning themselves? He was there in three minutes, Thomas. Well, it's a good thing that he was just pulling up to the donut shop. <laughs> I think I saw this porno flick in college once. 
Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You were just in college last week, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> the two of the girls' names were Oasis, Jenna, Aya. Already strippers' names, aren't they? Were porno names. Have you ever seen anything interesting at a rest stop? At a rest stop? Yeah. The most interesting thing I ever saw at a rest stop, I was going through the Virginia border. Right. And they were giving away free peanuts <laughs> at the rest stop. They were? Yeah. And actually, if you've been traveling for a while... You know, some of those good Virginia peanuts taste, you know, darn right good, right? But I want to tell you what you don't want when you're what? going through the Florida-Georgia line. Yeah. And they're giving away those boiled peanuts. Have you ever had boiled peanuts? Oh. No. They're like pinto beans. Ugh. Yeah, they're not good. I mean, can you imagine eating boiled peanuts yep. that have the consistency and the flavor profile of a pinto bean? And <laughs> that's your snack as you're driving down the road? <laughs> You're going to be visiting a lot of rest stops. There you go. And maybe you'll see three nude women airing themselves. Yes. It's the most natural way to dry oneself off. They were just being green, yeah. you know? They're saving all that water right. from the towels, right? They're part of the green deal. New green deal. Maybe we might like that new green deal. <laughs> well, only in the winter or in the summertime, not in the wintertime. Tom and Mike. Now, I'm guessing since you have 13 TV sets that you've got all kinds of gadgets and stuff... Do you have either Alexis or Siri in your house? You know, it's amazing that you got that number to the exact, because I think I told you recently, I got rid of one of my TVs, and so you probably put it in your diary. Tom makes progress today. <laughs> You're down to a dozen. Uh, well, no, you said 13, and right. that's exactly what the number is. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I guess it's a baker's dozen. Right. right. Well, so do you have uh, Alexis in your house? I have a Lexus in the garage. I had an Alexa. You know, I just gave my Alexa to my daughter. She just moved into a condo. Well, you might want to tell her that Amazon now admits that it workers are listening to voice recordings in people's homes. Did yeah. you hear about this? No, I know all about it. We've known about that. And Google knows everything that we're doing. They know what media we're engaged in. They know what things that we're talking about, things that we like, things that we don't like. They know it all. And so, yeah, I'm on this long road trip with my family recently, and I'm thinking to myself, everybody's got cell phones, and we're all engaged in this conversation about politics, right? right. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, somebody's getting an earful, right? And yeah, it would be Google. Because it's not just Alexa that can hear, it's your devices, it's everything. Big Brother, this is much bigger than any kind of Orwellian prediction could have imagined, don't you think? Technology well, is really taking our lives over. Well, it's amazing that we live in a day and age where people are perfectly fine paying to have an eavesdropping device in your home. Yeah, and we don't mind. <laughs> we don't have anything to hide. Karen and I have talked about that. We don't care. We don't have yeah. anything to hide. No, that's but true. It but it doesn't matter if it's Alexa or your device. It's right. the same difference. Amazon actually listens to a thousand clips per shift, and they've heard some sinister things, like they've heard a child screaming for help and two instances where they believe sexual assault was taking place. But I don't know what you do about that unless they have some system where they can real quick dial in the 911 or something. But then if they could be nothing happening, which just could be a TV set turned up loud. I don't know. But you're right. If you're not doing anything wrong, what's the big deal, right? It is a little disturbing that, you know, somebody can listen in, especially, you know, when we're doing those things that we don't want anybody to know that we're doing. Yep. Late on a Saturday night after drinking a couple of glasses of wine, you and your wife. Yeah, what are you watching? What are you listening to? 
That's right, pal. What are you moaning? That's right. And speaking of moaning, oh, yes. listen, let me tell you, <laughs> this podcast that we're doing every day, oh. you're just going to moan for oh. oh, my gosh. Oh. Check it out. Tom and Mike. Oh. What's this world coming to? Let come. What the hell was that? WTF. That was a moan, baby. Tom and Mike. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? I have not. How about you? Yes, I have. You've done it all. It is spectacular. You're like that Johnny Cash song. You've been everywhere, man. As much as it's beautiful, once you overlook it the first time, you know, you could drive 10 miles down the road and look over. It's the same thing. So you don't have to go around the 17 miles that it is. What was your takeaway? Oh, it's spectacular. Although not many people know about something about 100 miles north of the Grand Canyon that I thought was equally as as impressive. It's called the Painted Desert and Petrified Forest. And it's amazing. I mean, I'll never do the justice by trying to explain it. But if people want to or are interested, just Google the Petrified Forest Painted Desert in Arizona, and you'll see the colors that are just amazing. Uh, I could tell you a funny story, but that's for another time about that. No, tell us. Come on. <laughs> All we right. Got, we got time. We All got right. time. These people, they want to hear something funny. Okay. So I'm traveling across country with two buddies. We're in our early 20s. And along with this trip in those days, we had probably two ounces of pot and maybe a little chunk of hash. We're young kids. We're traveling the country and we're going through this park. And as we're going through the park, we see signs that say people are subject to search as they leave the park because people, things are so beautiful. The minerals, the rocks are crystallized, they're different colors. People would steal them. So the guards can stop your car if they think you might have done something like that. So we're freaking out. We're going, oh my God, what are we going to do? Plus you're already paranoid because you've been smoking it. (laughs) I don't know if we were at that time. But so what do we do? We pull the car over. We say, should we get rid of it? No, we can't do that. Should we smoke it all? We couldn't do that. We die. So we take all our luggage out and we go under the wheel well and we hide it well deep in the wheel well, put the spare tire over it and everything. And we drive up to the exit place. Did they have dogs? No, they didn't have dogs. But what they had was some guy about 78 years old, white hair, with glasses <laughs> that just passed us right by. That's hysterical. Yeah. So anyway. But you know that 12 people a year die at the Grand Canyon. What do you think the number one way of death is? Probably some kind of falling accident, right? That would be your second best. You know what it is? It's overflights. People taking those helicopters and those little planes that fly over the Grand Canyon. Well, they get sucked right in? No, they crash. Well, that sucker's big. I mean, you know. Well, it's not, but planes, I don't know. They, it gets cloudy. Well, one of the problems is, too, the Japanese tours. The Japanese are everywhere. They love tours, and the women are very slight. They don't weigh much. So these little planes have a weight requirement. But like 12 people can, can cram in there because they weigh so little. <laughs> and those planes struggle to <laughs> hit an altitude. Politically incorrect. Well, it's the truth. Uh, but... Uh, there's got to be a joke there somewhere. <laughs> How many Japanese people can you get in a Cessna? A Cessna is sort of like the aerial version of the Mini Cooper, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the Japanese in this incident would be sort of like the clown, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I amuse myself. Another way people die is they hike down the Grand Canyon in the morning, and then when it's night or it gets later in the day, it gets very hot, and some people might be a little bit old, and as they try and come up the Grand Canyon, it's a little but too much on their heart, boom, the ticker goes dead. So flights are the number one death, falling, two, and three heart attacks. 
then there's little things like snake bites or accidents. You're telling me about this wonderful colorized petrified forest, and I'm thinking, that sounds really great. I, I think I might want to go there. And now you're telling me, and I'm like, mm, no. You know what my wife Karen would say? What? The same thing she said when we saw that movie, Hotel Mumbai. Right. She leans over to me and says, this is why I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> But here's what I want to know. They say the Grand Canyon, believe it or not, was formed by river erosion over millions of years. If that's true, then how come every single river in the United States doesn't have a Grand Canyon? There's a lot of majestic things out there in our country that could almost rival the Grand Canyon. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Yes, I have. That's one of the, what, eight wonders of the world, something like that? Along with the Mall of America, number nine. The Mall of America? And Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, big. did you? Oh, by the way. Did you hear what happened there? Yes. Oh. We don't, was this fun, Thomas? I, yeah, you know, no, we want to talk about uh, Matter of fact, I was going to do a story today about a stand-up comedian that uh, died in England. And I had a bunch of jokes, but I guess I, I chose better, you know? Yeah, no, no, we don't <laughs> He died talk. on stage, and they thought it was part of the act. That's happened before, you know. They did? Yeah, because he, was, he had joked right before he died. He said, yo, I wonder what happens if you had a stroke... And would it be terrible? No, if he didn't. Yes, he did. He was talking about having a stroke? Yes. And then he croaked? Yep. He was sitting in a chair and people thought it was part of the act and they started laughing to the point where his life might have been saved, but people waited too long to run up on stage. And oh, think, no. Yeah. That is so weird. Yeah. The next comedian didn't want to go on. He said, that guy killed. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then he said, literally. And he said, take my pulse, please. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that is cray cray. But that's not the first time that's happened. I got to ask you a very strange, very bizarre question. What? Okay. I know what you're going to say, and you're going to totally shame me and say, I'm no good. I can't okay. believe that. Have you ever touched a dead body? No. Yeah, me either. You won't, <laughs> you won't touch one either? No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, unless I walk into a room and somebody I know just died and I want to feel their pulse or something, I mean, I don't, what, what reason would it mean to ever touch Yeah, you know, body? if you go to a funeral, whatever, and it's a viewing and somebody's no. in the casket, you know how people come up and they touch them? It just, like, grosses me out. Yeah. You know, even, like, my dad passed away not that long ago. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't even do that with my own father. It just, I've never, I don't know. It, to me, I just... I don't, I don't know. There's that connection in the physical realm yep. I don't want to make. And you and I have talked about this before. It's just, it's a shell. Right. It's not who that person is, right? Well, I remember when my mom died, I couldn't even look in her casket at the church. I didn't uh, want to go over, everybody would pay their respects. See, that's the other thing. I, fundamentally, I know this is morbid, but I have a problem with, I think, open caskets. Because yeah. you know what happens to my head? <laughs> I remember that person that way, right? right. I yep. don't want to remember them that way. Yep. I agree with you. So I agree completely. On that happy note, oh, if you really it. want to have some fun, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Let me tell you where you got to go, where there's always an open casket. What's <laughs> this world coming to? Dot com. Tom and Mike.